Welcome back. This is episode 31, Words Matter. And I was just telling my community <laughs> that I struggle with this one a little bit because I'm very aware that my words matter and I want to get them right, if that's a thing. So I do have some notes because I did do this talk for a small group of women last weekend and it was received really well, even if I was a little in my head about it. Um, so we're going to start this. I mean, this episode could also be called questions and the questions we ask ourselves, but those questions are made up of words. <laughs> so we're going to stay there. So thinking is simply a series of asking and answering questions. And if you think about that, it's so true because my inner monologue is just a series of asking myself questions and figuring out the answers. Like that is what is happening constantly in my brain. That is all thinking is, is asking and answering questions in your mind. So the big question is, are you asking the right things? Are you asking the right questions? Are you asking the questions that you really want to get the answers for? Because your brain is so smart. It is amazing in that anything you ask it, it will find out. Like if you are asking it, why does this always suck? Or why am I always tired? Your brain is going to give you 47 reasons why it sucks or why you're always tired. And so it matters in the questions that you ask yourself, because if you're asking yourself questions like that, all you're going to do is get a bunch of shitty research, a bunch of reasons to validate why your life sucks or why you're always tired. Simply rewording that question to how can I get more energy or how is life happening for me? And your brain will also find those things. It will find whatever you ask it. So it's so important that we think about what kind of questions we are asking ourselves and if they are ones that we truly want to find the answers for. And most of the time, they're not. Most of the time, they are questions that we don't really want the answers for, but our brain will defend and find them. And so what if we could change the questions to better serve us? If you can change your questions, you can change your life. And that's powerful because nothing in your life has to change other than the way you talk to yourself. And I talk to myself a lot. And it used to be negative. It used to be very negative towards myself, towards others. I don't want to say I was a glass half empty kind of person, but when it came to myself, I was. I was a glass half full for everyone else, but I was a glass half empty for myself. And that didn't really serve me because anytime I wanted to do something, my brain always had all kinds of data and things to back it up on why I wouldn't. We are always asking ourselves questions and we usually have one question that we are asking ourselves over and over and over again. And you ask yourself this question across multiple areas of your life. 
all the time. And I've done several like even workshops on this and events with this. And for me, at first, I thought my primary question, which is what this is called, was why me? What's wrong with that question? Um, a million things. If I am constantly, if every time something happens in my life, my first thought is why me? Well, my brain is just gonna come up with a list of reasons why I should suffer or why I am suffering. And that's not helping me. And then when I dug deeper, I think my primary question has always been, what's the point? Which is pretty depressing because if you're thinking about it, you're trying to do something, you're trying to change, you're trying to grow. And if you're constantly asking yourself, what's the point? Are you going to do what it takes? No. Because when it comes down to it, if your brain is asking yourself, what's the point? Damned if I do, damned if I don't. What does it matter if you do? You're not going to put all of your effort into whatever you're contemplating because what's the point? And so that was mine. I encourage you to think about what question you ask yourself all the time. Questions like, what's next? Why me? What should I be doing? And that's where mine started. What should I be doing right now? And then it got deeper into what's the point? So I encourage you to think about this. What is the question that you are constantly asking yourself? When life gives you lemons, what question pops in your head? And then part two is, is it serving you? Is that a question that you want to be asking yourself? Is that a question that is going to actually help you become who you want or need to be? Because for most of us, it's not. And for most of us, this question we've been asking for a really long time and we were never even fully aware of it. We constantly ask ourselves, why me, why me, why me? Anytime something happens. But yeah, we don't think about it because we are stuck in our own broken record. You aren't experiencing life you are experiencing the life that you focus on. And if you are focused on what's next or what should I be doing or how is this gonna play out, you aren't fully embracing the moment. You aren't challenging yourself because there's worry and fear in that question. And if you're constantly asking yourself something that has worry or fear or doubt, those are the emotions that you're feeling. Those are the emotions that you are carrying and bringing to the table. And that's not your best self. That's not the part of you that is going to go in, that's going to charge, that's going to change, that's going to grow. Because it's worried. And it's afraid. And I've probably said this in, my, in an episode, and if I haven't, it's new. But faith and fear are the same. Faith and fear are both made up. They are both things that we choose to believe in. I'm not telling you that your faith is not real, but, but it is something that you choose to believe. And you can't have both. 
You can't have faith and fear at the same time. And so at some point you need to choose which one you're going to embrace because they are both just a belief. And a belief is something that you feel so strongly that is certain. You are certain because you believe it so strongly. So what are you going to lead your life with? Faith or fear? Which one are you going to lean into? Faith and I'm you can talk about whatever kind of faith you want, but even faith that you've got this, faith that you can do it. That is also faith. That is also taking a leap of faith. Faith gets a good a good rap, right? Everybody's all on board for that, but fear is the same thing. It's something that we choose to believe in. And for a lot of us, it's an internal fear. It's not actually a physical fear. So I want you to think about the things that you fear. And I want you to ask yourself, can this actually, can it physically harm me? Can it kill me or cause me physical harm? And if it can, then that's a legitimate fear. But if it can't, then it is a fear in your mind. And that is something that you are choosing to believe or stay stuck in. And for someone like me that was really stuck and really stuck in my mind, I needed to hear these things because as hard as it is to hear it, it's really freaking great knowing that if you are the thing that is keeping you stuck, you are also the thing that can get you unstuck. Which is great because I think that for a lot of my life, I was waiting for someone else to get me unstuck. And no one would. No one could. So let's start with three decisions that we are constantly making. Three decisions that shape our reality and create the life that we are experiencing. Because think about this. If you have five people sitting at a table and something happens, you have five different stories of what happened. You have five different meanings. You have five different people reacting in five different ways. They all experience the same situation, but they are experiencing life differently because they all experienced that situation differently. Does that make sense? Whatever you focus on, you will find. So number one, what are you going to focus on? Where is your focus? Without any intentional effort, where does the focus go? Your point of view or someone else's? This was a big one for me because coming from a lot of trauma, sure, I can say it, there is definitely a part of my life that I was the victim. And I found significance being the victim in a really fucked up way. It made me special. It made me unique. My pain was worse than blah, blah, blah. I had it worse than blah, blah, blah. And I say that because that was keeping me stuck. I was focusing on how I was wronged. I was focusing on how much I was hurting the pain that I was carrying. 
not any other part of the situation. So what do you think came more prevalent in my life? The pain, the suffering. And having people say things like, it's all in your head, you're doing this to yourself, isn't helpful unless you offer solutions to change it. Everyone kept telling me that it was in my head, that I was doing it to myself, but no one told me how to fix it. No one told me how to get out of my head, how to stop doing it to myself. So that's what I hope to bring here, is some solutions, some help to switch the focus, to think differently, to get out of your head. Because most importantly, any idea, anything, any thought that you say up there, your brain will defend. It will defend. Our brains are not meant to challenge us and make us grow. They are designed to keep us safe and alive. And that means they are always on the lookout for danger, for fear, for doubt. And so if you ask yourself those questions, why is this, why is that, your brain will find those answers. But it also does that with the good stuff too. So most of us are designed to think of ourselves first. We must consciously shift our thoughts from us to others, from self to others. This was such a huge point in my healing, in my growth, and it took me a while. So if you aren't right there right now, that's okay. Maybe this is your time to focus on self. Maybe this is your time to be selfish because I had a lot of that time. I had to have that time where I was focused on me, where I was understanding me before I could focus on others. But I was focusing on myself differently. I wasn't focusing on myself as where I was falling short or how everyone had wronged me or how the world got it wrong. I was focused on me becoming more of who I want to be and acting in that way outside and inside my mind because that is where it all starts, as everyone has told me my whole life. <laughs> Everything is a pattern of focus. And for most of us, especially if you've had trauma, we are programmed to think about what could hurt us, what could stop us, what could get in the way, keep us safe. That is the goal, right? So when we go through these three decisions, I want to give you an example, all right? So you and your best friend had a huge falling out, a huge disagreement. I mean, you've never had a fight like this. And you've been best friends for 20 years. This is not a real story, by the way. You've been best friends for 20 years and you had this huge blowout. It's been weeks, months, whatever. And now you two have decided to meet for dinner, to talk about your differences, and to work through it together, keeping your friendship intact or growing it even stronger. So that's what's happening. That is the situation in this scenario. So you are at the restaurant and you are waiting for your friend, for your bestie. And you said you were gonna meet at seven o'clock. You got there early because you didn't want to be late. It is 7.05 and your friend is not there. Everything that comes next 
is determined by what you are focused on. If you are focused on what you are there to do, reconcile, heal, discuss, grow, apologize, right? You may be in the mindset that I hope she's not stuck in traffic. I hope there wasn't an accident. I hope she's okay. That's where your mind goes. If you are focused on the positive of what is happening that evening, you are typically going to think those things. If you are sitting there at 7.05 or 7.15 and you are focused on the fight, how she did you wrong, how she hurt you, how she betrayed you, you are going to think differently about her being late. You're going to think, well, she didn't care enough to show. I'm not important enough. I wonder if she's even coming. Is she standing me up? Right? Which brings us to number two. So the first decision is what are you going to focus on? Which path? Because what is wrong is always available. But so is what is right. And it is up to us to choose where our focus goes. Is life happening to you or is life happening for you? Because you're living the same fucking life either way. It is just how you perceive it. And everything after that changes. Everything after that is different depending on that, that question. So number two is what does it mean? What meaning are you giving it? So when your friend is late, what meaning are you giving it? That they don't care enough to show up? Or that you hope they're not hurt or in trouble because they're not there? What meaning are you giving the situation in front of you? Are you thinking about the positive or are you thinking about the negative? Because whatever way is going to give it a different meaning. And that is how we have five people sitting at the same table with five different scenarios. Because we give it different meanings. One of the reasons that I am constantly apologizing or explaining myself to my daughters is because if I stub my toe in the dining room and then I walk in the living room and I'm all pissed off and they don't know why, my daughters give a meaning to that rage. And it is usually not the truth. They think I'm mad at them. They think they did something wrong. So I am always saying, this frustration is mine. And it's because I stubbed my toe or because I can't fix this. I always let them know what is happening and why. Because I know that they will read my energy and they will give it a meaning. And from personal experience, it always it was usually always my fault, something I did. Because I didn't know any other information other than that how that person was reacting to me. So I took that reaction as in, I did something. Even though they fucking stubbed their toe in the other room. And they were just mad about that. I just happened to get in the way. So explaining my meaning of my emotions and my reactions, every time I do it, I see their demeanor change. I see them relax. 
because they know it's not me because I told that it's not them because I told them that it's me and why what it is my neuro spicy brain needs shit to make sense it will connect the dots even if I'm not given the whole picture so the more of the picture I get the more clear I can actually paint it because it will paint a picture regardless. And this is what words matter. You're gonna fumble, you're gonna get mad. But what do you do after? Are you explaining the meaning? Are you explaining yourself? Or are you letting them take the fall, create their own meaning and settle in their own fate? It matters and it makes a difference. When we go back to focus, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the things that you can control or what you can't? Are you focusing on what's missing or what you have? Are you focused on the past, the present, or the future? So let's go back to that example sitting at the table. Are you focused on the past, what has happened, the fight? the horrible fight are you focused on that fight because if you're focused on that fight in the past you are changing your future in that moment you are changing the outcome of your future are you focused on the present the here and now without any influence of the past dictating your decisions for a lot of us that's a no because we all have our own meanings that we have given things. So when things come up, we attach our own meaning instead of just giving it a blank slate. And this is the opportunity where you can ask yourself, is this really what I feel? That's another question. These are good questions. You wanna get better mentally? Start asking yourself more questions. Awareness is always step one. We can't change things that we aren't aware of. I will probably say it in every freaking episode. Get real comfortable with all those voices in your head because they are shaping your life. Are you present? Are you focused on the future? Where you want that conversation to go? Where you want that friendship to go? Because whether you are focused on the past or the future, that dinner is going to go totally different. Totally different. The conversation you're having with your spouse, are you focused on what happened last week or yesterday? Or are you focused on the future you want together? Because wherever your focus goes there, you have a whole different, a different situation entirely. That's, what I'm trying to explain. And then meaning equals emotion. And emotion is life. Because whatever emotion you feel is how your life is going to go. And where those emotions come from are the meanings that we give things. Which means you can change your emotions by changing your thoughts by changing your focus, by changing the meaning that you give situations and your life. 
So the last decision that we are constantly making, one is what are you focusing on? Number two, what meaning are you giving it? And number three, what will you do next? What actions will you take? How will you react or respond? We've talked about this a lot in the last couple episodes. So this is where it starts. This is where it comes from. Are you focused on how you were wronged, how you were hurt? Because then you give it this meaning that you deserve something and your actions will be based on that. Wherever focus goes, energy flows. And for a lot of us, our energy is flowing in the wrong fucking rivers. It is flowing in the wrong places, places we don't want to go. And yet we are sending it down the river anyways. So let's go back to our friend. We're sitting at dinner. They are really late. And now it is time you pick up your phone and you send a text. What you are focused on and what meaning you give that they are late absolutely determines what that text message says. If you are focused on the fight and thinking, now you're thinking they don't have time for you or how dare they didn't even show up, you don't matter that much, whatever, you're gonna text something rude or mean. And then you've totally disregarded what you were there to do just by those three decisions. But if you're focused on fixing the friendship, reconciling, you are going to send a caring text. I hope you're okay. I'm here. Do you need to reschedule? Like, did you get caught up at work? Are you okay? thinking of you, worried about you, instead of nice of you to no show, glad to know I fucking matter. Which one of those is gonna have the outcome that you originally wanted? You agreed to that dinner too. Say it's a fight with a spouse and you're reconciling. Are you focused on the pain and you're gonna react in that way? Or are you focused on the love that you have for that person? Because you will react totally different in those two scenarios. Are you focused on yourself? Are you focused on the relationship, on the person in front of you? Are you even thinking about their point of view or are you so fixated on yours that you can't even see theirs? You definitely need to be selfish in this life in the sense that you need to take care of yourself. You need to give a damn about your health, mental and physical, and you need to find and make time for that. But in your relationships is not a time to be selfish. It's not a time to always be thinking about yourself because here's the thing. We end up causing ourselves more pain and heartache when we are thinking about the pain and heartache that we experienced. Because whatever you focus on, you will find more of. Are you focusing on how you were wronged? Or are you focusing on how you can get it right? That alone, I feel like that could be the episode and we could just stop here and you could just think about that for a while. 
but I'm going to keep going for a couple more nuggets, right? If you want to change your life in a moment, I'm going to give you the biggest secret. And in any situation, in any situation or in any scenario, this shit works. Trade your expectations for appreciations. Your entire life will change in an instant if you simply trade your expectations for appreciations. Because we always have an expectation of how things should go. Uh, I see myself as an ADHDer here. My mind always knows how shit should go. It doesn't always go that way, and that is where I get a lot of frustration, a lot of confusion. And when that happens, I will gut check myself. Can I trade this expectation for an appreciation right now? When my daughter isn't responding or behaving or doing something in the way I think she should, can I trade that expectation that I've put on her and me for an appreciation of who she is and what she is doing at the moment? Because every time your world will change in an instant. Anytime my husband gets frustrated about something, I say three words to him. I had to count it out. Expectations for appreciations. Because when we get angry or when we don't get what we want, we're usually not happy about it. That is an expectation of how something should or should not have gone. When you are expecting everything to go your way, that's a harsh reality because it's not always the case. And then you're living in a world that feels wrong. And not only does it feel wrong, it feels wrong personally to you. And so I offer this as a way out, as a way out always, because in every moment you can trade in expectation for appreciation. You can't be angry and grateful at the same time. You can't, it's impossible. So if you are focused, again, focus, if you are focused on your anger and how angry you are, you can't be grateful. And if you are focused on how grateful you are and everything you do have, you can't be angry. I do think this is a great follow for the emotional regulation because when you cannot rein it in, when you cannot regulate it, can you gut check it? Can you ask yourself, what am I focused on? Am I focused on an expectation or an appreciation? Am I expecting something here and I'm not getting what I expect? Or am I appreciating what I have? Again, are you focused on what you have? or what's missing, very similar. But in any moment in your life, if you wanna change the way you're thinking, if you wanna change the way you're feeling, if you wanna change the way you act or react, trade your expectations that you have in that moment for appreciations and your entire state will change. Now, this also took some time. <laughs> I think that I was even reminded 
of this while I was having my breakdown in Punta Cana, which I talked about in the last episode. I'm not going to go through it again. But I couldn't do it. My my brain was actually in a place where it wanted me to feel the pain. It didn't want to chain trade my expectations, how I thought that trip should go, how I thought I should feel, how I thought that I should be able to have my cannabis. If I could have traded those expectations for appreciations, the fact that I was on my sixth free trip to an amazing location with my husband, the fact that we are able to take a beautiful trip every year, us or with our kids, that I'm also able to travel with my friends and my sister, that I was in Punta Cana for the first time ever, any of these things, but I couldn't trade it. Not in that moment. I was able to trade it the next day, which is still progress, because the old me would have spent that whole trip mad and spiteful. But instead, I knew that I did the best thing that I knew in a shitty situation, and that was I cannot stay in my head. So as hard as that was, I had to get it all out. I had to let it all out so I wasn't carrying it anymore. Because when I got it out, then my brain isn't just ruminating over it, trying to defend it, trying to find significance or validation in my feelings. And so this might take some time. This might take some practice. And even when you try to trade your expectations for appreciation, it may take hours or a day. But if you keep doing it, if you keep doing this work, you will get to the point that you can do it like that. And it will change your life like that. So back to the grateful and angry. I really like the five minute journal. And I mentioned this in a previous episode, but it's very quick, five minutes, literally morning and night but you don't even need the journal. It is every day you start your morning by writing three things that you're grateful for. Then three things that would make the day great. Things that you have control over. So you have a focus. You know what you are focused on today, right? And then some affirmations. Anything you attach I am to enough will become part of your identity. There's a big difference in saying, I am depressed or I struggle with depression. And your brain interprets that two different ways as well. I am depressed is an identity statement. I have or I struggle with depression is the truth. I am working on my weight loss is a whole different mental ball game than I am fat. And I hate that word, but it's a great example. What are the things that you are saying to yourself in your head? What kind of things do you attach to I am? Because becoming aware of that is also huge. You can recreate your identity. You can create any identity you want by the words that you use in your head and out loud. So if you want to be determined, 
if you want to be driven, if you want to be honest, if you want to be strong, if you want to be forgiving, if you want to be loving, if you want to be healing, then you say those things. You add them into your identity. I am forgiving. I am driven. I am dedicated. I am brave. Those are some of mine. And uh, spoiler alert, forgiveness is for you. Because whoever hurt you or whoever wronged you is not stopping their life about it. You are. It is holding you back from who you truly are or what you're meant to do or be. So forgiving whoever hurt you or harmed you is for you. It lets you off the hook. It gives you freedom to move forward. Fuck them. You're not, again, selfish. It's okay. And in this area, it is needed and necessary. Because if you can't forgive people that have wronged you, you will keep wronging yourself to prove them right. Whatever you focus on, whatever you tell your brain will become your reality. So if you are constantly focused on the pain they caused, you will feel nothing but that pain. You have got to figure out a way to forgive them and maybe yourself. But forgiveness became a big one for me a couple years ago, especially with the ADHD diagnosis. It was very necessary to forgive everyone who didn't see me, who didn't get it. Because all I was doing by that was keeping myself in the pain of what it felt like that no one did. So, no! The things we tell ourselves become our reality and someone is watching you. Someone is always watching you. I got really angry the other day in my workout talking about emotional regulation. I am not always regulated. But the comeback is always shorter than it ever has been before. So I was working out and I hit my weights off the ceiling and then I hit my weights off of a disco ball and I got mad and I may have thrown them on the floor and walked away. I walk away so I don't do any damage to anyone else or say anything that I will regret because I know I am angry in that moment and my actions will not be based off of the results that I ultimately want. So I stepped away, I focused on my breathing. My youngest had followed me upstairs. She was downstairs when I freaked out. And I asked her for a hug. And then I said, okay, I'm feeling better, sorry. And again, I even apologized to her. I'm sorry, mommy got angry. I was angry at myself and I was just frustrated that my weights kept hitting off of things. So I took a minute, taking a breather, getting a hug, and I'm gonna go back downstairs and finish. Halfway through our workout, she came down with a note and a card that she made with smiley faces and frowny faces and hearts. And it said, one time you got so angry, but you never gave up, exclamation point. Your kids will see you get frustrated. Your kids will see you lose your shit. Your kids will see you dysregulated but they are also watching 
and taking notes to what you do next. So what are you focused on? You, your pain, or are you focused on getting over it and moving forward? Are you focused on what really happened that made you feel frustrated? Because for me, it had nothing to do with my workout. It was a rough combo and some big feelings that I was dealing with. And that's how it came out. And so I even apologized to my husband later and I told him, hey, sorry, like this is what's going on because it was out of character for me. Like I don't freak out like that anymore, but I did. And I'm honest about it, that it still happens, but it was a moment and how I was after it is totally different than how I used to be. Taking ownership, apologizing, explaining what was happening so that everyone else around me knows that it wasn't them. And then that also allows me to drop it all and move forward too because I'm not constantly going back over the situation in my head and blaming myself. I'm not telling myself that I'm a horrible mom because I did X, Y, Z. It's kind of the opposite. That's how growth and healing also happens. Your perception of the world will shape theirs. Focus on a bright one because that's what we want them to have, right? The only problem with problems is that we think we shouldn't have any. Problems are how we grow. Problems are a chance to heal, to learn, Like we need them, we need problems. Or you never have to figure anything out. Like I like to think about it like this. And this is how I was told, is that when I am challenged by someone or something, tell myself, finally, a worthy opponent. You can't have a hero without a challenging journey. You don't get a hero without a huge challenge, without something that made them great. And so every problem in your life is here to make you better. But it all depends on what are you focusing on, what meaning do you give it, and what action do you take. Problems can make or break you, friend, but they are here for you to grow, for you to learn. And so even switching your focus on how do you think about problems? How do you approach problems in your life? Do you look at it as, ooh, a worthy opponent, a chance to grow? Or do you think about it like you're getting kicked down the well again? Because ultimately, that determines where you go and if you grow. Everyone's life is either an example or a warning. Do the work, friends. Do the work so your life is an example, not a warning. Because people in your life are watching, whether you realize it or not, they are. Problems are lessons and opportunities. The pain in any situation only exists until you figure out the lesson. So if you're stuck in the pain, if you're stuck in the problem, you haven't figured out the lesson yet. You either get the results you want or the lesson you needed. 
again, I'm here with the hard truths. I am not here to sugarcoat anything, but I have gone from being so far down buried in the well that I didn't know if I'd ever see daylight to a really sweet view on a mountaintop. And I didn't get here by avoiding my life and the problems that I created. I got here by facing it all, by asking myself these questions, by doing this kind of work, by getting this aware of the way that I'm thinking and how it affects my life. That's what I want you to do. Your words matter, friends. The words that you say to yourself, the words that you say to others, the way you use those words in your head, it matters. You are the narrator. You are the author of this story. You can change all of it by changing the words you use and the way you use them. That's it. That's all I have for you today. And I will see you guys next for episode 32. Thanks.